Welcome to track number three of Army of Heart Followers. Chapter two. What do you achieve when you are a hard follower? That's the topic. What do you achieve when you are a hard follower? Following hard after your target will cause you to have a decisive victory. Decisive victory. And I see you having a decisive victory. First Samuel 14, verse 19. And it came to pass when Saul talked unto the priest that the noise that was in the host of the Philistines went on and increased. And Saul said unto the priest, withdraw thine hand. And Saul and all the people that were with him assembled themselves and they came to the battle and behold, every man's sword was against his fellow. And there was a great, very great discomfiture. Moreover, the Hebrews that were with the Philistines before that time, which went up with him into the camp from the country round about, even they also turned to be with the Israelites that were with Saul and Jonathan. Likewise, all the men of Israel, which had hid themselves in Mount Ephraim, when they heard that the Philistines fled, even they also followed hard after them in the battle. So the Lord saved Israel that day and the battle passed over unto Beth Haven. Amen. Amen. Even they also followed hard after them in the battle so that the Lord saved Israel that day. You see, God gave the Israelites under the leadership of Saul a decisive and total victory by following. You see, when the enemy started to run, then they followed hard after them to nail the coffin very tight so that the enemy is totally wiped out and through that God gave a decisive and clear victory you see there are some victories when you win not so clear isn't it true yes there are some elections that are won with just some few votes And there are some elections which are disputed in court for so long. So even when it's won, 
not so clear. It's like one nail. It's not so clear. Three one is better. Four nail is better. But one nail in the 92nd minute. It's not so clear. You get it? Yes. So, what I'm saying is that there are victories. A victory as a pastor. A victory as an evangelist. A victory as a servant of God. That God has given you your dream but not so clearly. It's because you didn't follow hard. It's giving you the victory, but not so clear because you may be a follower, but not a hard follower. You see that Saul, they followed hard after the enemy. Hard. They didn't leave them at all. They were already running on, but they followed hard. To follow hard is to pursue something in such a way as to catch it. You see, I'll tell you, no one who ever served God in the Bible was poor. You know, that's why prosperity is one of the easiest. Um, it's one of the easiest, uh, how do you call it? Um, areas to become a specialist in. Because it's, it's easy. It's everywhere. It's all over the Bible. You see, who was poor? Abraham or Isaac or Jacob or who? Or David or Solomon? Or even Jesus? Who could take 5,000 people to feed them? KFC, yes, it's 5,000 people. Look at us here. We are not even 2,000. Now, to feed all of you, it becomes a whole project with a huge bill. Now, you don't even want to hear of the bill. To feed you. Let's say we are 2,000 people. And everybody's meal is costing 12 CDs. It means 24,000 for breakfast. 24,000 for lunch and 24,000 for dinner. That's 72,000 for today. So for three days of that, it's 200 and something thousand cities. Yeah. How can that be? Oh, you don't understand the difficulty. Yeah. Nowhere did any follower of God that I know was like he, he, he was in need? No. You, you will never be in need. So, so, so to follow hard, it's like sometimes we follow to a point, then we sort of not really catch it. Then it's as if God didn't really step in to be with you and to supply your needs. 
Really, it's you who have been followed hard. To follow hard is to follow in such a way as to catch or lay hold on something. So when you lay hold on God and lay hold on his work, lay hold on the anointing, don't leave it at all. You see that you are catching it, but not fully. Look at what Saul and his people did. He says, when they saw the Israelites, all the men which had hidden, everybody was afraid they were hiding. They all came out. And even they also followed hard after them in battle to get a total victory. Yes. You get it? Yes. So, everybody here, if, if you have so much zeal as to come here from school, then you know what I want to ask is I want to say is that then it's important to follow hard. Do it properly to the end, to its conclusion, logical conclusion. Don't leave any part. Don't leave any part. Because there are many things that come from following hard. But if you follow partly, you know, Look, if you do biology or you even do botany or let's say you even do zoology, you are still not a doctor. Yeah, you are not a doctor. Even if you do physician assistance, you are not a doctor. You are not. You are not. Even if you are good at chemistry, you are not a doctor. If you do law and you, you, you don't do the bar, you are not a lawyer. Like you've done a lot of law, but you are not a lawyer. So a lot of people do something and then they will say, oh God, the way you bless this pastor the way you bless this man of God, I'm not seeing that kind of blessing in my life. It's because you are not following hard after it to get a total victory. Yes. Because if you follow hard after God, after his work and his word, many things will be added to you. The Bible, when I say many things will be added, it's like I'm quoting a verse. But I wasn't actually quoting a verse, but it's exactly the same thing. Yes. Many things shall be added unto you. Yes. So that's what's going to happen to you. So you need, you need total victory. Yes. In your home, in your life, you know. Some of you are following hard. You are trying to be open, trying to relate. Then maybe when it comes to marriage or beloved doses, you become secretive again. And you sort of listen to advice, except in that area. So like even though you followed hard, then there's a whole area which is wide open to demons. 
Yes. All sin and all evil is brought up by the devil. Every sin you commit, there are demons behind it. It was Satan who spoke to the woman. Talk to her, talk to her, talk to her. So that whole sin was is de- the demons behind. That's why the Bible says in the last day, seducing spirits shall come. There are spirits behind sins. It's not just sin. It's something behind it working. So, if you are doing something, do it all around. Do it to the end. So that you, you have a total victory. So, when we say your life is going to be better than our lives, it's going to be better in every way, not everywhere, except this area. Because every area, ministry, church, finance, marriage, the issues that are in life, yours is declared better in Jesus' name. But you have to be a hard follower. Yes. I cannot see why somebody like you shouldn't have a better marriage. Than somebody like me who never had five minutes counseling. (laughs) Even five minutes. Nobody counseled me. I, I just got married. I didn't know what it was. It's called enter to discover. It's called what? Enter to discover. (laughs) It's called what? Enter to discover. It's like you are you are uh, an explorer. The first people that went to explore the Arctic Circle, they died. Yes. They died. They died there. They couldn't, they couldn't come back. They couldn't get back. Yes. They built a cabin and everything. They were there, but they couldn't come back. So they died there. The whole team died there. It's called exp- exploration. <laughs> yes. Later on, now now they've made a kind of airport and everything over there. Yeah, they're doing experiments. A whole town, are, they are all thing there. The North Pole, this is a with heaters and everything, and they've left the cabin that those people made as a kind of museum. Yeah, where they died. Yes, and all their things are still there, preserved, preserved. Enter to discover <laughs> exploration. That's why I said, those who come after are supposed to have something better. Amen. Yours will be better. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you excited about it? Yes. All right, number two. Following hard after your target will cause you to get the greatest prize. The greatest prize. The greatest prize. Is yours because you are following hard. First Samuel 31, verse 1. First Samuel 31 and verse number 1. Now the Philistines fought against Israel, and the men of Israel fled from before the Philistines. 
and fell down slain in Mount Gilboa. And the Philistines followed hard upon Saul. You see, anytime you hear that follow hard, it means that somebody is doing something wild. Yeah, which is going to lead to something great. So following hard causes you to get the greatest prize. Not, not, not a small prize. A great prize. And the Philistines slew Jonathan and Abinadab, Malchishua, Saul's sons. And the battle went sore against Saul. And the archers hit him. And he was sore wounded of the archers. Then said Saul unto his armor bearer, Draw thy sword and thrust me through therewith, lest these uncircumcised come and thrust me through and abuse me. But his armor bearer would not, for he was so afraid. Therefore Saul took a sword and fell upon it. And when his armor bearer saw that Saul was dead, he fell likewise upon his sword and died with him. <laughs> so look, look at it all. So Saul died. The next verse, Saul died and his three sons and his armor bearer and all his men that same day together. And it comes from verse 1. Now the Philistines fought. They didn't just fight against Israel. And the men of Israel fled from before them and the Philistines and fell down slain in Mount Gilboa. And the Philistines followed hard after Saul. And they got the maximum reward. The greatest prize. Huh? Maximum. They got the king. They got his sons. They got his armor bearer. And all his men that were with him. All died. The same day. In one day. There's a greatest prize. Now, in every area where you take up the following of God and the ministry, there is the greatest prize, and there are little, little tidbits here and there that you can have. Yes. The greatest prize is being is, is on offer. Yes. The greatest prize is on offer. You are welcome. If you want it. The greatest prize for church work is on offer. Both on earth and in heaven. It's a great prize. Because when you have a church, you have more than, you have more than, if you are thinking of money, you have more than money. Yes. You have much more than money. You have people. I have you. I have you. Yes. I have is more than money. A person is more than money. Just one person. One person who loves you, one person who will follow you, one person who will do what you say, one person who will work for you, one person who will care for you is more than a lot of money. Find it and see if you can find. I mean, who who I owe your shirt for you? Yes. 
the greatest prize, the greatest church comes to the hard followers. Hard followers. The greatest prize in evangelism comes from hard followers. That's why Bonky has experienced and enjoyed the greatest possible prize. You see, when they went to war, they didn't think that maybe we can get the king. You see, the one who caught uh, Saddam Hussein in the well, when they went back to America, they went to see the, they went to see the president. And the one who caught, the ones who killed uh, Osama bin Laden, yeah, they, are, they are heroes. It's like, and, and when they saw Osama bin, uh, Saddam, Saddam in the well, he was hiding underground a water tank. It was like a great prize. The ones who pulled him out. Yes. It's a trophy. It's the greatest possible prize. This whole Iraq war, and they've got this man himself. So the greatest possible prize, the greatest possible church is on offer. You can have the greatest church. You can have the greatest church growth. You can have the greatest ministry. You know, one of the things you people don't realize is that when I encourage you to work for God, I'm actually encouraging you for your own life. Because how many times can I come to where you are? Look at this one. I sent him to Mozambique. Stand up. Mozambique. How many times have I come to Mozambique? All these years, you've been there for how many years? 11 years now. 11 years. 11 years. I've been there once, twice. Yes. Whatever he's doing there, he's, he's, he's a boss. It is his life. It is his ministry. It is his work. Yeah. It's for him. So they're encouraging you to be and even sponsoring you and helping you. It's your life. Yeah, it's you. Mm. The greatest possible prize available. The greatest gifts are available. Greatest are on offer. You like. You know like. But it's for hard followers. When they saw Philistine, they were fighting with Solo. But that wouldn't kill him. They had to follow hard before they would lay hands on him. It's hard followers who get the big prizes. So don't be jealous when you see somebody having the big prizes and big rewards. Yeah. Don't say, oh, why? It's lucky. Not lucky. They were not lucky to kill Saul. They followed hard after Saul. And they got him and they got his children. <laughs> yes. And all his men and his armor bearer. On the same day. By following hard. And what does it mean to follow hard? What does it mean to follow hard? To follow something to its logical conclusion. To make efforts over a long period of time. What does it to pursue a particular result in order to catch it, to overtake something, to try and find out more 
They wanted, they wanted to, they wanted to measure Saul's height and his weight and check his clothes out and see if he had some more things, golden things. Yeah. He just did it. He's like, he's just biting his feet. It's not like he's running. He's always running. And these days, I'm not into 400 meters. I cannot run. Yeah. So, following hard after something is what gives you that great unbelievable price. The unbelievable price is waiting for the hard followers, not for just people who fight. Fight, but you have to follow. Follow, 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 follow. Look at you sitting here. You've been able to come to a camp from a school. Huh? Some of you, your parents don't know you are here. They think you are in school. But you are at a camp. But you do well in your exams. Are you listening? Can you hear me clearly? Sit down, sit down, sit down. So, God is raising up an army of what? Hard followers. Yeah. You know that you see your prize going. And say, ah, I should now follow this one too. After fighting all day and all night, I should now follow this thing. Let him go. Be kind. Be nice. Yeah. One day I watched a film. I'll not tell you the name of the film. But it's a true story. Some American soldiers were in Afghanistan. And they were up in the mountains. They were looking for some terrorists. And they were all dressed in their things with goggles and guns and everything. Four of them. And as they were hiding, watching the village and far away watching with the telescopes and the what is this one called? Binoculars. Suddenly they saw some, some goats moving on the mountain. Near they saw a brown coat, white coat, and they were all coming. And suddenly they saw one young man following the goat. And then another older man also following the goat. And they, they, they came to where they were. But they didn't know they were there. So, they had no choice but to catch them. They caught them. And they put them there. They tied them. And they debated, ah, what should we do with these two guys? <laughs> <laughs> that 
that's the that's the turning point of the film. That debate. Yeah. We released them. They were following goats. Yes. Somebody said it's a it's a child. It's a boy. I don't know anything. Then somebody said, No, it's a boy. <laughs> this one is a killer. <laughs> they said, no. They said, these guys hate us. They said, no, but it's a child. They said, no, they hate us. Look at his face. And they argued. They argued. And then finally, the leader said, I'm taking a decision. Release them. And so release them. Let them go. And we we will climb up to the mountain. And then we will call for helicopter to come and take us because the mission has been compromised by these two goat followers. <laughs> when they released the two guys, the guys started running. Within a few minutes, the whole mountain was full of Taliban's It's one of them who survived. That is why he's going to tell the story. He killed them. <laughs> and one other person that they are, that was wrong. These are not children. <laughs> yeah. These are not boys. Again, look at the man's face. They, they hate us. They hate us with depression. You see, Sometimes we are followed. You have inside your victory. And then you start so many ideas and overrighteousness. The Bible says, be not overrighteous. Yes, why shouldest thou destroy thyself? Be overrighteous. You have victory inside. But why shouldest thou destroy thyself? So that day, they took a decision. You see, unlike these people were following Saul. And even though they fought and saw Saul is fleeing, he said, this is rather the time we have to chase and follow hard and catch what is now near us. You see, sometimes you follow after a point and everything you have imagined is now near you, but you still don't have it. That's where the difference between following and following hard. Yes. You can be in Guinea, in Zerikori, or Gekedu, or Kisidugu, or Masenta, or Mamu. I pray over these cities every night. Because I'm sending people to all these places. Or Kindia. You can be there. And lay hold on something. And people will travel to Kisidugu to visit you. As that, what is happening here? We hear there's a celebration here. Yes, because you have laid hold on what you have imagined. Uh, people don't follow anointing. People say, they start to say anointing in front of them. 
and they don't follow to hold it. Yes. That's why there are people who are semi-demi anointed people. You know semi. Partly. And then demi is also part. Semi-demi. Semi-demi anointed men. Partially anointed. You can see there are signs or traces of oil, but not really anointed. There are some churches where they, 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 they drink the oil. It's like the pastor doesn't want to give any possibility of missing the anointing. So that the anointing will clear out everything that is inside. <laughs> Are you listening to me? So God is raising up people who are hard beside. Yes, my prize. You see, I am looking at the largest crusades. I'm already seeing it. Yeah. I'm looking at the largest church. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing a lot of things that were imaginations. And I'm seeing them and I'm following. Ah! I have no plans of leaving it at all. When my prize lies before me. Yes. And you too, your prize is lying in front of you. Are you going to play around? When it's right there, all that it needs is energy. Because you must have been on the right track to have fought to the point where you can see it around somewhere. I can see somewhere around. I can see there's some anointing, there's something. But now, you have to follow it the logical conclusion. Amen. What a blessing. Number three. Following hard after your target will cause your target to surrender. At a point, you see that the church growing, it will just give up and grow. It will just give up and say, look, I'll just grow. But the pressure is too much. <laughs> I will just give up and grow. Yes. And I've noticed quite a number of churches have given up not growing. They surrender and say, okay, I'm growing from today. The prayers are too much. The demon bindings are too much. The fastings are too much. And the church has given up. Say, I surrender. I'll grow. I'll grow. Whatever you are chasing is surrendering to you today in the name of Jesus. Tell somebody, I'm a hard follower. Second Samuel chapter 1, verse 1. Now, it came to pass after the death of Saul 
when David was following after David, so when David returned to the slaughter from the slaughter of the Amalekites, David had abode two days in Ziklag. And it came to pass on the third day that a man came out of the camp from Saul with his clothes rent and earth upon his head. And so it was when he came to David that he fell onto the earth and he did obeisance. And David said unto him, From whence comest thou? And he said, Out of the camp of Israel and escaped. And David said, I went the matter, I pray thee. And he answered, That the people have fled from the battle, and many of the people are also fallen and dead. And Saul and Jonathan, his son, are dead also. And David said unto the young man that told him, How knowest thou that Saul and Jonathan, his son, be dead? And the young man that told him said, As I happened by chance upon Mount Gilboa, behold, Saul leaned upon his spear. And lo, the chariots and horsemen followed hard after him. You see? The prize. <laughs> Can you imagine? Saul was following. Hey! They wouldn't leave him at all. You've won the fight, but they wouldn't leave him. Remember they used to say, Saul has slain his thousands. And David is ten, David had just come and they say he's slain 10,000. But Saul has slain his thousands. He has killed a lot of Philistines. They knew him. And now this is our prize. The Bible says, and the horses and chariots followed after him. And when he looked behind him, he saw me and called unto me. This is the part that is not true. And I answered and I said, here am I. And he said unto me, who art thou? And I said, I am an Amalekite. And he said unto me, stand, I pray thee, and slay me, for anguish is come upon me, and my life is yet holding me. So I stood upon him and slew him, because I was sure that he could not live after that he was fallen. And I took the crown that was upon his head and the bracelet that was upon his arm, and I have brought them hither unto my Lord. Hey. It's, a, it's a big thing you are saying. <laughs> so David took his clothes and rent them huh? and likewise all the men that were with him and they mourned and wept till the evening then in the evening verse 13 David said to the young man where are you? <laughs> he said I am here verse 14 and David said, how was thou not afraid to stretch forth thine hand to destroy the Lord's anointed? And David called one of the young men and said, go near and fall upon him. And he smote him that he died. That's just by the way. Those of you who strike the Lord's anointed, you may think you are doing the work of God because the person has fallen. Or the person is doing wrong things. When somebody, you think somebody is falling. Because one of the things Saul did was that. The last night he, he, that he, was, he, was, he was sleeping in the witch's house. Somebody who sleeps with witches. 
speaks to the dead. He's not the correct person. He killed all the pastors, the priests at Nob. When David went and took the shoe bread, he killed all the priests. That's a very wicked man and very fallen, demonized. So David had to play the harp so many times to deliver him from devils. But it's still not your duty to correct him. No matter how wrong he is, you have to be careful of correcting and killing the Lord's anointed. You, you, you'll be surprised that even God may even use you to really speak against the man. And you will say, how you, can you say this? How can you do this? You are this, 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 this. And after you finish speaking, say, thank you. Will you please turn to the left-hand side for your execution? And then he will execute you because he, he doesn't like, he says, he suffered no one to do his prophet's harm. He said, don't touch my anointed. He reproved kings for their sake. So whatever you think is wrong, eh, it's something you have to learn as a, as a child of God. It's just leave God's work to him. To choose what he wants. Do you understand? Yes. Your righteousness will never match up with God's understanding of righteousness. Even now, what we know from the Bible is very limited and sometimes even confusing. Because David, David's sins were, I mean, quite serious also. I mean, imagine that. Killing his associates husband, uh, associates, and then sleeping with a wife, you know, do you know any pastor like that? It's easy to find such a person in the world today. And God said, this is the man after my own heart. <laughs> and you must also take note that God didn't make comments about almost all their marriages. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all the marital issues that they had. God didn't comment. What he commented strongly about was the idols. That they had other things that they were worshipping. Which is the one thing that David never had. David never had any other God. So if anything, you, you may even want to clear yourself from ever worshipping money or following an idol like money or any other type of idol or something that replaces God more than even what you are thinking as moral problems. Yeah. Because that's where God they say, himself comes when you have another God. Hey! <laughs> Do you understand when I say himself comes? Yeah. Is very wild when you have another God. It's what he doesn't want at all. And most of us, even pastors, Christians, have some kind of other thing that controls us apart from God. Apart from just the I love God. This is the reason for everything I'm doing. Only that I love God. Most people are not just controlled by I love God. They are controlled by other factors. I love Ghana. I love Nigeria. I love America. I love England. I love my husband. 
I love my wife. I love cars. I love money. I like jobs. I love this. I love my country. Hey. True or not true? So we have to be praying daily to cleanse ourselves of idol worship. So David, and it's David who said, my soul followeth hard after thee. After killing somebody, his soul was following hard after God. And it seems God really appreciated David's way of following hard. Because you see, the truth is that we are all murderers, adulterers, liars, thieves. If you look, the Bible says, whosoever hates his brother is a murderer. That includes all of us. Whosoever looks on a woman is already an adulterer. So, Chale, here we are, murderers and adulterers, straight away, liars. I mean, check the number of lies you've told in this life. So, thieves, liars, adulterers. I mean, it seems you almost automatically enter these sins by living on earth. That's why we have to confess our sins every day and pray for cleansing every day. So, to find somebody whose heart is on God is a wonderful thing. It's quite rare. Yes. And I'm sure that is why God noticed David. It was only David and one other king who didn't have other gods. All the kings, first and second kings, all of them had something. Something small, if something not something big. <laughs> Including Solomon. With all his prosperity. You will never have an idol. You will never have an idol. Amen. Amen. Now, back to our scripture. I was telling you about my soul followeth after thee. It says you will cause your target to give up and surrender eventually. Whatever your goal is in this life, eventually will give up. And so, because when they were following hard after Saul, he's, he decided to kill him. So he said, look, I better give up life because they are following hard after me and I'm going to be caught. Yes. Yes. I remember the day I prayed to the Lord and I said, Lord, Every day you are using me to start things, but none of them grows. I started Calvary Road here, but Legon, I started at I started Achimota School Fellowship. There was none, Western Compound. Then I started Calvary Road at Legon. It didn't grow. Then I started Kolebu. I don't see nothing of all the things I'm starting and I'm doing. None of them grows. As you see, a day will come when the thing you are looking will take a spear and say, I give up, you know. I give up, I give up, I give up, I give up, I give up. And it will give up. It will give up. Yes. Some of you are looking for anointing. One day the anointing will give up and say, hey, 
Come and get, 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 come and get. Yeah. The anointing will just give up and pour itself on you. Is that what the Bible says? When you go and pray to somebody for something, like a judge who is in a house, and you go and ask for bread in the middle of the night, Everybody is sleeping. So how can you wake me up at this time? Huh? For bread. At a point, the judge or the whatever in the house will say, you know something? I will not even sleep a wink till tomorrow if I don't get up and go and give this bread. Come for this bread, foolish man. They will insult you and you get the anointing too. took his spear and said, Charlie, let me. I give up. I give up. I don't want to live till tomorrow. I don't want to be alive again. I don't want to see my grandchildren. I don't want anything. I give up. I give up. Yes. Prosperity. You see, we are not after prosperity here. If you are after prosperity, it will be better you resign now. But you see, prosperity is only, in our case, a side effect. It's a side effect because it is God we are following hard after. It's a side effect. It's not the main thing. Can never be. Will never be. Shan't ever be. Can't ever be. Prosperity, the God that we are serving, we should leave God and follow money. Abba. Yes. So it's wonderful. Husbands are not our aim, wives are not our aim. They will be added unto us. They will be added unto us. They will be added. Do you believe? Do you believe your wedding will be nice? Very nice. Very nice. Some of you may even go to the attic circle. Fantastic. All right. I don't know what you are, what are you pursuing? I ask your neighbor, Charlie, what, what are you after? It's, it is about to give up. Tell your neighbor, it is about to surrender. Give the Lord a shout.
Yeah. 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 When Saul looked back and saw the chariot, he said, Chale, <laughs> this, type of, this type of people following me, I don't have a chance. There is no way. I give up now. Dr. Go, whatever you are following, it is surrendering to you now. Hallelujah. My soul followeth after thee. Take a pen or a, a phone or anything you have. Try not to use phone. Anybody who doesn't have an iPad or a tablet, lift your right hand right now. Father, I ask for the angel of the Lord to distribute iPads, tablets, and devices into the hands of your people. Let poverty be taken away. Let lack be taken away. Let all forms of neediness be removed from our presence. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You have it. The angels have been sent from outer space to come and deliver into your hands. Look. Take a pen, a paper, a phone. Three things that you are following. Write them down. I prophesy. They are surrender. I said they are surrendering to you in the name of Jesus. Write it and if you don't want to write it clearly, write it in a code. In a coded way. Three things that you are following hard after they are being delivered into your hands. In fact, the way Saul gave up, it was wow, far. He saw that, no, 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 no. He followed hard. Saul, his armor bearer, draw thy sword. Thrust me through. These uncircumcised, they are coming to abuse me. You see, abuse, the way, the way they were going to hold his body. I don't know if you saw the DVD of uh, Saddam Hussein when they caught him. They are coming to hold, you see, God is going to cause you to hold. I'm not prophesying about, about money in that sense, but I'm also telling you one of the side effects. You will be holding the cars that you have never imagined that you will hold. Abuse. You even make it dirty. Saul saw that somebody was coming to abuse him. The anointing. Are you following anointing? Are you following anointing? Watch and see. Yeah. If you fight 
It's different from following hard. Following hard. Chasing. You know how chariot, how horses run. With the chasing saw. To catch saw. It's not a small chase. And Saul looked behind the way the guys were coming. I give up. The mega church has given up. Say, hey, here I am. Mega church. Anointing. Crusades. Whatever God has called you for, it's a surrendering before you now. Hallelujah. My soul followeth after thee. Tell your neighbor, I'm a lieutenant in the army of hard follow. Tell your neighbor, I am a sergeant in the army of hard followers. Tell your neighbor, I am a colonel in the army of hard followers. Now tell your neighbor, make up your mind, which rank are you? Which rank are you? You have mentioned three. Are you lieutenant? Are you sergeant? Hallelujah. Number four. Following hard after God will cause victory to come to you and distraction to come to those that seek your soul. Will come to those that seek your soul will come to those that seek your soul. Wow. Psalm 63 verse 8. My soul followeth hard after thee. Following hard after God's will will cause victory to come to you and distraction to come to those that seek your soul. Psalm 63 verse 8. My soul followeth hard after thee, thy right hand upholdeth me, but those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for foxes. But the king shall rejoice in God Everyone that sweareth by him shall glory, but the mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. So, distraction is determined. Amen. To those who seek you, to seek your head, as long as you are following hard after God. Amen. This is the effect of following hard. Effect of following hard after God. There are many enemies. Never practice your Christianity without thinking about your enemy. 
Practicing your Christianity without thinking much about your enemy is to be a childish person. There are more demons than you can imagine all over the place. A lot of things are caused by spirits. You see, that is why we don't find God when we search for him in the physical. Because there's a realm which the conversion to that realm, you see, is not possible so far by human beings. You can't switch to the spirit realm. But if you switch it to the spirit realm, it's a completely different world. And this earth was made out of things that are not seen. So out of the world which is not seen came Mars, Jupiter, Saturn. So they are actually inferior things compared to what is not seen by us. There have always been things not seen. Recently we discovered bacteria, viruses, parasites. We didn't know they were there because we can't see them. But they are even more real and affect life more than you can even imagine. So following after God, amen, it's important to be conscious of enemies. Now, as you follow after God, one of the great effects is those who seek your soul. I, mean, I don't know anybody who is seeking my soul. It's because you, are, you, you don't know you are a child. Yes. <laughs> you, are not, you don't know how real it is. There are people seeking for your soul. Spirits seeking for your soul. That's why many are called, but few are chosen. Because things are going to happen. Even as young people now, you know, you can see the issues in your, it's not so much. Look at issues in your life. Yeah. Some of you have got grown-up problems as a child. So I don't know the kind of problem you have when you grow up. Yeah. The problems you are having are mature problems of adults. So there, there are spirits at work. Seducing spirits. Seducing. That are working. Any, a lot of feelings that they have are demonic. The origin is demonic. You see, it's, uh, the difficulty is also being able to correlate what is happening in physical life and what's happening in the spirit. So you have to use the names of Satan to always link between a spirit working and your life. So anytime you see the names of Satan manifesting, like the tempter, is, you are being tempted, then you know that Satan is somewhere, or lies. If somebody lies to you or you are lying, you must know that Satan is nearby. Do you understand? Or if you are being accused or you are accusing, do you understand? You must know that Satan is around, the spirits are there. Or you are being seduced or charmed. The seducing spirits. Persuading. Yes. This is what happened to Samson. Yes. That the night he was with Delilah. Delilah said, show me where the power lies. 
and then she said, tie me. Then when she tied him, when she tied him, he said, Samson, the Philistines are for Then he woke up and broke it. Then after he came back to sleep again, and then he was sleeping on her lap, talking with her, and then she was telling, asking him the same questions again. And it's like, you ask yourself that, like if somebody is working, the mind is really working well. And I mean, you've done it. It wasn't like it, it, the, the Philistines came only on the day that it worked. But they, they tried it and she, he saw that she was the one bringing these people. As soon as she tied, the Philistines come once, twice. So you, you, you can say, well, anytime something doesn't make sense, you, you have to think of demons. Yes. Is AJ here? Is AJ here or is not here? He's not here. Okay. Yeah. Amen. Fantastic. Or in Romans, the Bible says, what I, what I want to do, I don't do. And that which I don't want to do, that is what I find myself doing. Then you ask yourself that there must be an evil spirit. There must be something else at work. Because what I don't want to do, that is what I'm doing. What I don't want to do, I do that I don't allow. What I don't want to do, that is what I do. And what I want to do, that is not what I do. So, this is where you see the power of spirits. An evil spirit, the presence of devils. Seducing spirits. Working. Working. Behind the scenes. And that's why when he says, my soul followeth hard after God and my enemies, my soul, the, those that seek my soul, go down to death. They go down. They are destroyed. So by seeking God, there's the natural destruction of spirits and wickedness that seeks your soul. You so, so sometimes you see that somebody who seeks God a lot may not bind devils so much, but they are being destroyed. Yes. So following hard after God and following hard results in, you know, a side effect almost of the enemy being destroyed. Why? Because if you get stronger, spirits change decision because they are not, they are not, they are in different ranks. And uh, they cannot also work in your case. When Jesus appeared to Kenneth Hagin, he told him that there are four categories of devils. Number one, principalities. He said that's the lowest type. The next type, powers. And the third type, um, rulers of the darkness. That's the third rank. And he said the highest type of evil spirit are wicked spirits in heavenly places. And he told Kenneth Hagin that he should concentrate on the first three. But the upper one, you should leave it, yes, those ones. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of things are supernatural caused by spirits. Even finding a beloved. Finding a beloved is very spiritual. Yeah. 
when Abraham wanted a beloved for his son, he sent his servant and he said, my angel, angel will go before you. Going to look for just a beloved. Receive your angel working for you in the name of Jesus. So sometimes meeting people is called by angels. Yes. Called by angels. And as soon as he got there, the first person he saw drawing water. That is a person. It looks like coincidence, like some type of like. Wow. It just happened that like you were the one I saw actually. I will send my angel before you. Hallelujah. Are you still around? Number five. How many numbers do you have? Four. Number five. Following hard after God causes God to uphold you. He says, my soul followeth hard after thee, and thy right hand upholds me. Thy right hand upholds me. Amen. Why? Because that is a room for people who seek the Lord. Isaiah 40. Has thou not known, verse 28, has thou not heard that the everlasting creator, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. Isaiah 40, verse 28. And verse 29. He giveth power to the faint. You are receiving power now. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Amen. Amen. God is making you stronger. I say God is making you stronger. God is making you stronger. Verse 30. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fail. But 
they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run. They shall run. They shall run. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. This is the blessing of those who seek the Lord. That's why it says, my soul followeth hard after God and his right hand upholdeth me. And he said, they, the youth will be tired. Young people will be tired. I tell you. Young people will be tired. You see that young people cannot even do certain things. Some of you realize that I have more energy than you. True or not true? Meanwhile, you are half my age. But you are tired before I'm tired. There is a very strong connection between your spirit and your body. Between your spirit and your physical body. That is why when somebody is saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, the person becomes attractive. When you are not filled with the Holy Spirit and you walk in sin, many times I, I, I see people, or I've seen people, I just look at them and I know that it is not well with them. I mean, maybe it's a word of knowledge. But when I'm just looking at the person's face, I know that it is not okay. Amanda, once I looked at you and I knew that you were not okay. Remember? I told you. I told you once. It's not okay, this girl. But when you are filled with the spirit and you are anointed and you've been seeking the Lord, you look different. So those of you who've been spending a lot of time on your hair and a lot of time on your face, don't be surprised if you don't get a beloved and somebody else who seems to be waiting upon the Lord. It's rather the one who is finding the beloved. And singing, my beloved is mine. And I am my beloved. There is a strong connection between attraction and the anointing. Yes. It's a strong connection. Yeah. They that wait upon the Lord, they should mount up. They mount up. They, 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 they go up in everything. They go up in everything. You are going up in everything. They go up in everything. 
In everything, you see them going up, 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 up. Tiredness is a sign of the absence of the spirit. You know, it's a word I rarely say, I'm tired. So when I, when I hear myself saying, I'm tired, it's something that I always notice. Yes, if I, if I hear myself saying, I'm tired, I'm, I feel tired, I notice it. Because it's something I rarely say. And people who are anointed are rarely tired. Your manifestation of laziness and sleepiness is a manifestation of the absence of the spirit. Yes. Your manifestation of laziness and oversleeping is a manifestation of the lack of the spirit. Sit down, let me tell you, let me tell you a testimony. One day, I decided to fast for three days without eating or drinking or anything. No food at all every night, nothing. I said, I have to do it. I have to do all this. You have to try all of them. So I decided to go for it. By the third day, you know, myself and my friend, whose name begins with an A, the two of us were fasting together. So he came to my room, and I, I was also in the room. By the third day, I was lying down on the bed, and he was also lying down, and we couldn't move. <laughs> We couldn't move. And somebody came to knock on the window. It was Saturday. I think we were fasting from Wednesday to Saturday. He told me that your mother is here. Your mother has come from the house with food and whatever. But I could not move. When I say I could not move, I knew that the only strength I had was to lie down on the bed till the evening. I couldn't, I couldn't lift my leg. Yes, I couldn't, literally. So I told the person that, tell my mother that I can't come. I have to ask my mother whether she remembers this thing. I said, I cannot come. This must have been 1978. I couldn't. I, I always remember my leg on the bed. How to move it to slide it. Then it falls to the ground. So I lay like that till the evening. Never opened the door. We just laid together like two dead bodies. So some months, weeks later, I decided, no, I want to try it again. This time, I'm going to pray in the morning at dawn I'm going to wake up in the night and pray before the day starts 
for some hours. This time, see, my spirit was stronger. The first of my spirit was just waiting. That's why I said people who fast without praying, it's a type of fast, but it's not the best. So I prayed. This time, I was like normal. I walked in about, and that showed me the drastic difference between a weak spirit and a body. In a weak spirit and in a body, and a strong spirit and a body. Yeah. Because my spirit, he that speaking in, a, in an unknown tongue, edifies himself, built up. Stronger, so I was stronger in the spirit, but it affected my body. In fact, the Bible says the body without the spirit is dead. So it is when your spirit moves out, then everything that's when you actually die. So the weaker the spirit, then you are, you feel tired, and you feel it affects your body. Until when your spirit is stronger, it also affects how you look. I tell you, how you look. How attractive you are. Yeah. So, some of you brothers, there's, you need a spirit of attraction if you are building a church. That spirit needs to be upon you, the Holy Spirit. People, you see, even people will like you, they will not, sometimes they will not be sure whether they like you or they like God. It's true. And at the point, they'll be confused as to and if it's a girl and you are a pastor as a boy, they will always be wondering and they will also, if they, they are analytic, they will be analyzing, now, do I like God or am I in love with this man or is it the anointing? What, what, am, I, what, what am I attracted to? It's true. Because the anointing, he said, because of the ointment, the virgins do love thee. Because of the savor of thy good ointments. Thy name is as ointment poured forth. And therefore, because of this, the virgins do love thee. Anybody who becomes a little anointed, your spirit, you become more attractive. People listen. One day, somebody, somebody said to me, I, I, I like your voice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoy your voice. Hearing it. Yeah. It's anointing. What is in my voice? When I hear my voice, I don't see what is in my voice. You are the next anointed person in the system. Yes. God is anointing you. And God is using you. Finally. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagle. They shall run and not be weary. Speed. 
You, can, you become faster when you follow hard after God. You rise up in everything. And you, you rise up in everything and you are faster. Faster. You know, last Sunday was Galatians 6, 6, and I, I realized that last su- year, we were here for Galatians 6, in this hall, yeah. We had a service here. And the next year, we are in another building. Receive the grace of God to run! Wow. Faster. Faster. All your milestones. Take your pen again. I told you to take your pen earlier. Did you write the things? That one was what? About what? Three things that what? You are following hard after. They are all, those three things you've written, they will all surrender. Please write it down. They will all surrender to you. They will say, I've given up on running away from you. I know I will never escape, so I want to surrender now. Now, take out your pen again. This time, you are writing down what we call milestones of your life milestones of your life. Seven milestones of your life. One of your milestones is the day you find a beloved. And another milestone is the day you marry. It's one of the milestones. And another milestone is when you have a child. It's also a milestone. You become a father. It's different from being a husband. It's different from being a beloved. Yes. A milestone is when you become a pastor. Some people are going to be appointed as pastors. This camp marks a milestone in some people's lives. Then, another is when you become anointed. Yes. It's a milestone. And another is when you notice the anointing and nobody can deny it. But I say you should write your milestones. I'm now giving you milestones, but you write it anyway. Then another milestone is when you see the targets happening practically. And another milestone is when you prosper and no one can deny your prosperity. Yes, when you prosper in such a way that people who even want to laugh at you, they are quiet when they see you. I say people who want to laugh at you, they are, they are what? Quiet when they see you. They are just quiet. They just say, no comments. They can't deny that God has taken care of you. Yes. Milestones. Then we have milestones in giving. The day your offerings 
change from Kiliwili offerings to Chinese restaurant offerings. Kiliwili offering is where the offering you give is what can be used for Kiliwili, more or less. Five CDs, one CD, two CDs. I believe can cut your offerings. Then you move to Chinese restaurant offerings. It goes higher. You see that this offering is not at the Kiliwili level. Then from there, you go to storeroom offerings. In storeroom offerings, you see that your offering is like a sack of rice. My God. Your offering is like a curtain. It's like you, 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 your offering alone can provide for a lot of things for some time. That's number three. Number four. And your offering moves into cars, second, home use, second hand cars. second hand cars and then number five your offerings move into new cars because a car is like a house so that one is almost like a house but it's a car it it, it gets full and the next offering is houses where you can give somebody a house and say here are the keys you will do it I said you will do it Many of us, our fathers didn't give us any house. Your father could have given you a key to a house and say, here is your house. But you, I told you your life will be better than our lives. You will have a key. And you will say, here is your key to your house. In the name of Jesus. So from Kelewele, Offerings to Chinese. And when I say Chinese, I don't mean, don't mind your wife Choba. No. That is slightly higher than Kilewele offerings. Do you know, don't mind your wife Choba? You are moving higher. You are moving higher. They shall mount up. Higher. 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 Archbishop Idahosa. I heard him when we went to Break, do the sword cutting for action many years ago. He, he said, God did not call you to demote you. Amen. Mm. No. 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 God did not call you to reduce you. No. Hey, I've never forgotten those two words. To demote or reduce. It doesn't happen. God doesn't call people to demote them or to reduce them. 
causes you to bless you and to raise you up. To mount up with wings as eagle. Hallelujah. Are you excited about it? Is it amazing? Is it fantastic? Is it supernatural? Is it wonderful? And finally, following hard will cause you, following hard after God will cause you to rejoice in God. You rejoice in God. You rejoice in God. What does it mean to rejoice in God? Psalm 63 verse 8. My soul followeth hard after thee, thy right hand upholdeth me. But those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go down into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for the foxes. But, but, the king shall rejoice in God. You see, what you follow hard after, you will be happy in it. That is why many of you are happy to come to a camp like this. Yeah, you are happy to come. Somebody would have said, hey, Charlie, what lectures are these that are lasting for a very long time, Charlie? The whole day, whole day lecture, we are tired, we, we, we want to rest. But he says, but the king shall rejoice in God. Amazing. Yes, the king shall rejoice in God. The king shall rejoice. The one that is following after God, the king is going to follow you. In God, you'll be happy. Yeah. One day, a brother said to me, "You make ministry exciting." He said, "It is nice when you are, when I'm with you. I feel happy. I feel as if it's a great thing to serve the Lord. Yeah. Like it feels like something exciting that is happening because the king shall rejoice in God. My soul followeth hard after God, and the king shall rejoice in the God that is following hard after." become happy in it. Yeah. The greatest sacrifice for me will, to, to, will be to go and work at Polebu. Like that, that's what we talk about. Sacrifice. <laughs> hey! That's the sacrifice. So when people say that you have sacrificed, sacrifice what? It is, um, it is my soul is rejoicing in God. Tell your neighbor, look, if you are not happy around there, I think you should better leave home. Look, organize one bus for those who need to leave. They can go early. Find somebody who is sitting down and say, listen, it seems there's a problem. It seems there's a problem.
Lift up the person and say, I'm carrying you to the bus. Carry the person to the bus, I tell you. Sit down, everybody. It is a great thing to say. Let's stand and sing that song. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. It is a Serve the Lord, walking in the light of God. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. It is a great thing to serve the Lord, walking in the light of God. I cannot see you dancing and singing. Walk, 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 walking in the light of God. Walk, 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 walking in the light of God. Walking in the light, walking in the light of God. Oh, it is a great thing to serve the Lord. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. Walking in the light. It is a great thing. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. It is a hey, to serve the Lord.
Wow. 